0: FEMA has opened its first disaster recovery center and says more help is on the way. President Biden now saying he plans to survey the damage alongside the FEMA administrator. That is set to happen on Monday. I'm Nicole Burley. That is all for News Nation Now. I thank you so much for watching. Before we go, we're going to give you a look at our primetime lineup. But first, the biggest headlines out of our nation's capital. The Hill starts right now.
1: The IRA won year ago today. It was a major victory for President Biden then and is being celebrated by the administration now. But that is just part of the focus for the White House today, as there is a much more somber scene on the other side of the country. President Biden also announcing he will likely visit Maui on Monday. The death toll climbing to 106 people as search and rescue and recovery efforts are nowhere near complete. We'll take you live to Maui in moments. And down the street from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, there's one issue on Capitol Hill that's taken a bit of heat. Sunscreen. we
2: are to talking about today? We are here to talk about
0: sunscreen, specifically U.S. sunscreen and how to fix it. U.S.
1: sunscreens are
2: far behind the rest of the world.
1: The latest push from the Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and why one prominent Republican says he's got her back. The Hill on News Nation starts right now. All right, hello. Thanks for being here with us on the Hill once again here on News Nation. I'm Blake Berman. Joined today by Chris Steierwalt, News Nation political editor and senior fellow for the American Enterprise Institute. Alex Gangitano, White House correspondent for The Hill. Michael Starr-Hopkins is a Democratic strategist and contributor at The Daily Beast. And Denise Gitsum, Republican strategist and former aide to George W. Bush. Hello to you all. We begin tonight with President Biden. After criticism of the administration's response to the Maui wildfires, the president announced he will be visiting the island next Monday. But just a few hours ago, the president also marked the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act as it's the first anniversary of his administration's major climate law.
3: One year ago, with your leadership, I signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. And one of the most significant laws I think has ever been enacted, taking on the special interest and winning and winning. Now, that
1: bill provided $370 billion in tax credits for clean energy, it's projected to decrease deficits by $238 billion over the next decade and includes health care benefits like $35, uh, a price cap, for some insulin. Chris, uh, this was a big deal then, a big deal now for the White House, but there's a number that shocked me that came out recently. Shocking. Shocking. Well, not shocking, okay. but it was just All like right. I saw it and I was like, <laughs> i well, lower what, my eyebrows, I was like, 20%. I was like, well, okay. what's up? Um, are you aware of the Inflation Reduction Act? 71% of the country says they are not. And you just heard from the president saying it is one of the most significant laws.
4: Well, a bit of a problem for little A little, little Trumpian there, right? <laughs> People are saying it's the best law, the biggest law
0: that's ever been
4: passed. It's not. Uh, this, we, a little context here is probably helpful. That's At, why we come to you for After, after uh, the human infrastructure or Build Back Better or whatever, whatever name it went under failed, this was the replacement, right? This was for the, this was to the left of the Democratic Party to say, look, we can do some things. And what it was was a higgledy-piggledy put together little assortment of things that Joe Manchin could vote for. If you'll recall, that's when he was president of the universe. Yep. And <laughs> Still that, he is. And Joe Manchin could vote for. And it—, it as a piece of legislation, this is not signature legislation. Joe Biden had his signature legislation and it was a massive spending package on yeah. infrastructure. That that was his signature thing, but his left doesn't like that, so you gotta hype this so that the left feels better about it. But they of course they got the wrong name for it. They should have called it like the unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, and, they could have called it whatever they, whatever. they wanted <laughs> because
1: it you know it was no,
4: climate Mansion Manchin climate. needed it too. Manchin, a West Virginia senator, could not have a climate act, so they had to call it something right. that he could sign on.
5: To. I think the name is one of the more confusing parts because the big question around the White House today was, okay, uh inflation, yes, is improving, but people are still seeing high prices at the grocery store and no. at the gas station. So what What's with the Inflation Reduction Act that we're all celebrating today? Uh, they've said, A, that they, it will take time to see some of these benefits, but also have, of course, touted the benefits of uh, capping the price of insulin and prescription drug costs. But still, for everyday Americans, what everybody sees, prices are still too high, and that's definitely a shadow over this.
1: But yet, Michael, the White House is going out. They are touting the economy. Poll after poll shows Americans don't like this economy, and yet here's a, a quote-unquote most significant pieces of legislation, and people don't know about it. So should the White House be talking about this more than the economy?
6: Well, I think they go hand in hand.
1: I think the White House can
6: do a better job communicating this. But look, 12 million new jobs, over 1 million new manufacturing jobs. I think that we can thank Joe Manchin for that. But then again, with friends like Joe Manchin, who needs enemies, he just (laughs) continues to crack against the Democrats at every shot he gets.
7: Well, I think every Republican should be using this as his signature campaign issue against Joe Biden. I would love to double down on his ownership of the Inflation Reduction Act, which he promised would actually cut costs. Say, he said he would reduce inflation at the kitchen table when he passed it, and then we see all the things that Alex just referred to. So let's go.
1: Thirty-five dollar <laughs> insulin cap. I think that's something that Americans would also. It's support. something they hang their hat on. One of the one of the things the White House hangs its hat on. But as Denise says, you t- you see every poll: economy one, right. inflation two. All right. With us now is the Democratic Congresswoman from Ohio, Chantel Brown. Congresswoman, thanks for being here on the Hill on News Nation. So you see that poll. S- Basically, seven in 10 Americans know nothing about what the president called one of the most significant pieces, uh, basically, of his tenure in the White House. You've got a messaging problem on this one?
0: Well, that's why I'm here. I'm so glad you're talking about it. Um, as we celebrate the one-year anniversary, it is one of the most proud moments as a as a freshman that I had the opportunity to cast my vote for because it is doing exactly what it says. It's reducing costs for Americans. It's investing in America, and it's making the tax code fairer, and it is the biggest investment to deal with the climate crisis in um, our nation's history. As we think about what's happening right now in Maui, um, we know that the uh, while Fires are getting worse. Floods are getting heavier. Rain is falling more. Temperatures are increasing. So this big investment is uh, really tantamount and really uh, a real statement as it relates to Biden Biden Harris's administration. We are saving people but, you know, money. You talk put-
1: about you talk about the, the the Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, inflation is coming down. But poll after poll shows, Congresswoman, that Americans by and large, do not like this economy and do not think it works for them. For example, a Quinnipiac University poll uh, that was put out today once again shows that the president's approval rating with the economy is well underwater. Only 36% of the public ha- uh, believes uh, that the president is doing a good job with the economy. With the economy, so what is President Biden doing wrong?
0: Well, we we know that when uh, polling has never been favorable for President Biden, and what usually happens is when Polling shows that they count Joe Biden out. We showed the polling. They don't know how to count. So this is nothing new. Uh, President Biden's plan is working for Americans. And I think part of the thing is that people just aren't giving him the credit he deserves. Um, That $35 cap. Price of insulin, the pharmacies and the pharmaceutical companies are taking credit for that, but that is the work of this Biden-Harris administration. When we, um, one of your panelists talked about, you think the- you think
1: though the economy is just simply bad polling and counting the president out because I would, I would guess if you go around the country you would have have many people say, not for me.
0: Well, I, I disagree. When you think about 13 million jobs that have been created, when you think about the investments in our roads, railways, bridges, airports, sewers, crumbling infrastructure, making sure that people have access to high speed broadband internet across the country. Those are things that are a direct result of the 117th Congress when Democrats, Democrats held the majority and Biden-Harris coming into office. So we are absolutely holding our promise. And to circle back to the Inflation Reduction Act, this is all being paid for um, by the corporations making sure corporations pay their fair share and making sure that those tax cheats um are paying their fair share so we are delivering for the american people we just have to make sure that they connect the dots and understand that this the things that they are benefiting from are direct result of president biden vice president harris connect, and the democratic 117th congress
1: connect the dots as you say but it appears and i think you would even acknowledge the polling shows that there is a little bit of a disconnect there. And that's part of the issue
0: for the president going going forward. Continue to connect those people know. work that has been done by President Biden and Kamala Harris and Democrats.
1: Got to leave it there. Congresswoman Chantel Brown from Ohio. Thank you for being here on the Hill. Come on back. Thanks again. All right. Now to the other side of the aisle. There are new numbers out tonight showing how Americans feel about the federal indictments against the former president, Donald Trump. A new poll from Quinnipiac University shows 54% of Americans think the former president should be prosecuted for his attempts to try to overturn the 2020 presidential election. 42% believe he should not. Joining us now is the Republican from Tennessee, Congressman Tim Burchett. Congressman, uh, thanks for being here on the Hill. You see that poll? That's a majority of America, Congressman, that feels that Donald Trump should be prosecuted. That worry you?
3: Well, it's Burchett, and no, it doesn't. You look at the polling numbers. Um, that you know pollsters don't lie, just polls. You know, <laughs> look at his numbers when he ran against Hillary Clinton. Nobody picked him. You know, you you can go back and watch the the YouTube videos of the of the talking heads crying all night. So every time they indict Trump, his numbers go up. That's that's what maybe that won't happen to Tim Burchett. I don't think I'll ever be indicted. But, but, you know, I'm sure my numbers would drop. And so it just, you know, it, it doesn't, I don't pay much attention to that stuff. It doesn't, I don't know who they're calling on these things. I've never been called. Um, you know, you've got, you've got a judge telling folks that, um, that, that Trump can't talk about the issues and yet he can be attacked on those issues. And so you're you're stifling first amendment rights. You're stifling his ability to campaign. So uh, we've all seen this time and time again, this is a, yeah, you know, anything to take the Biden crown family off the front page of the paper is being done, and that's exactly what's happening. You know, you got $20 dollars paid to the family uh, for who knows what, and yet, you know, the, we don't we can't even see where the IRS has even sent, they they paid any taxes on it. You and I spend six hundred or buy six hundred dollars worth, or excuse me, sell six hundred dollars worth of goods on eBay. We're getting a letter yeah, from the Dadgum IRS. So, yeah, you're talking you know, about the Inflation this, Reduction yeah, Act there. One of the, yeah, well, one of the, well, one the, of the things inflation that was, and, was put in. And, and, and you know who's not going to run on the Inflation Reduction Act? Democrats. They're not going to. Biden might, uh, but I don't think he will. I, he can, he can tout all he wants to about it. But when you're paying $700 more for groceries than I did last year every month, that's, to me, that's uh, pretty significant.
1: Congressman, back to the former president, uh, Donald Trump. Here was his vice president, Mike Pence, earlier today. I'll get your reaction on the other side.
4: The Georgia election was
3: not stolen, and I had no right to overturn the election on January 6th.
1: The governor in Georgia, Brian Kemp, also recently said that the election was not stolen. Of course, Donald Trump takes the other position there. Who's right?
3: All I can talk about is Tennessee. Um, our Secretary of State does an excellent job and and nothing was stolen in Tennessee. The people who won won and the people who lost lost. So and Georgia I don't you know, I don't know. They, they they had irregularities all over the country, which they do every year. Um, we've got a president, we need to move on. It's just like the folks who you would sit around all day and tell me, Birchett, Obama wasn't born in America. And I'd say, well, dadgummit, nobody cares. We got a country to run. I'm, you know, I don't really care about all that stuff. I'm on the ballot then too. Um, so uh, coming up, so I, the and, and the vice president's correct. From his perspective, he is correct.
1: Um, the, you know, it, I, I wonder though, if this is going to be sort of a, a fissure in the Republican party, because you got Donald Trump saying one thing, Mike Pence and and others, you say, I want to move on. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump right now is the de facto leader of the Republican Party. And folks like yourself are going to have to answer for his comments, are you not?
3: I don't know. I haven't had to as of yet. You know, I I, I don't really worry about all that stuff. It's just uh, we got a country to run and we need to start running it. Um, If we focus on that, that might get us through a primary. But the general election's coming up. We better hit them with some real issues about where this economy is. Where it was under Trump, yeah. where we are in the world's eyes, view 114 billion unchecked dollars to Ukraine. I mean, go down the list—the uh, debacle yeah. in Afghanistan, hey, just everything.
1: Hey, Congressman, we have to go, but before we do, I want to sure. ask you because I know you're on the on the front lines of the of the, the UAP story. It's it's are, are we anywhere closer to a select committee? And have any other whistleblowers come forward? Is there any update you can give us on that front, sir?
3: Yeah, we got people lined up. If 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 Speaker McCarthy will. Assign that committee. We will have subpoena powers, and it will provide the whistleblowers with some protection. And we can get this out of the skiff and get it to the public. I want the public to see what I've seen and to hear what I've heard, and let them make Who the decision. Who would
1: subpoena?
3: I would uh, subpoena some uh, some pilots. I would subpoena. Um, I would. I would probably bring back David Grush and let him let him talk about what he knows outside of the skiff, because you're provided some of that protection. In that special committee, if you're allowed to do that, all this is, is the Pentagon. You know, now they're saying they're seeing these opinion polls, as you all like to quote, that more Americans think there's something going on. So, yeah, now they want to study it. And Chuck Schumer is going to give them a few more billion dollars to study it. I don't want to study it anymore. I just want them to release the files. I want complete transparency. That's what you all in the media ask for that's what i'm asking for as a congressman just let me see the files i'll make the decision you know they won't even turn loose the kennedy files nobody's alive that was involved in the assassination yet every president reagan bush both bushes clinton obama uh, trump and, and now biden they've all hidden those files why power corruption cash that's what runs that's what runs washington we need to get we need to right. clean house
1: Congressman I did botch your name. Thank you for calling me out on it. Congressman. Tim That's Burchard. all right, brother. I from usually state, don't do
3: that, but I from the state been of long It's been a Tennessee. It's all good. It's all good, good sir.
1: It's all good. We're I good, appreciate brother. it. Thank you. All right, have a good one. We'll 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 have you back on soon. Um hey, to the panel now. Uh both sides there. Democrats, Republicans, Inflation Reduction Act, Donald Trump,
4: what would you make of it? If all members of Congress were as charming and pleasant as those two human beings, we would be in perfectly good shape as a country. Um, Look, the truth is, Republicans, when you ask Republicans about Trump, you're going to get an answer about Hunter Biden. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You ask, you ask about Donald Trump, you're going to hear about Hunter Biden. And the reason is that Republicans know that he did Trump. There, there's no mystery to be solved with Donald Trump. He did the things that he did very publicly. And Republicans want to say, well, they shouldn't be prosecuting him for those things. But they can't say he didn't do many of those things because he did them right out in the open. So that I think that deflection uh, encapsulates the situation as for the condition of the economy. Americans know that a a slightly decreasing, steadily, but slightly decreasing increase to costs is not the same as things costing less. But at at the same time, Republicans during
6: impeachment said, don't impeach the president. Let's go the legal route. Now we're going the legal route. They say, don't go the legal route. Let's (laughs) let the voters go to the, the box At the end of the day, where's the political courage for Republicans? Like, privately, you hear them say how much they don't want him back on the ballot, how much they don't like Ivanka and Jared and what they did in China with trademarks. But publicly, they get on TV and do this. They say Hunter Biden whenever we talk about Donald Trump. Democrats, we're very open about the fact that we're not comfortable with the Hunter Biden story. Like— we're not
4: comfortable with it. This
7: Everyone is a new, but your president. This is, a,
3: this
4: is a, <laughs> a, a, a more recent, I think, is it fair to say that <laughs> yeah. the Democratic Party has arrived at this discomfort more recently? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So where have Republicans been for the last six years?
1: But it's, been, it's because you're trying to protect the current president.
6: No, because we're just not it, – it's something we're not comfortable with. It's okay to say we're not comfortable with it and then move along. What's not okay is what Republicans are doing, is saying we're just going to go over here.
4: And I, th- I think that's true, and I think that's necessary and, and right for Democrats, which is after a long time of trying to, to, no, there is nothing to see here, or it's actually a positive story about the, a son's uh, overcoming addiction and all that stuff. I think we're now finally at the point that Democrats are ready to say – this was not okay, and, and, and that does actually help Democrats prosecute the case against Trump, politically.
1: Right. Well, moving on to Hawaii now. Uh, of course, that state continues to grapple with the aftermath of the worst wildfire in modern U.S. history. The death toll now has climbed to 106, expected to rise. At least 1,000 people are still missing, 11,000 displaced. It's basically the entire part of that community. But beyond the numbers are the personal stories. For example, the head of FEMA discussing today her encounter with a child who now simply needs help to be able to go back to school.
5: While I was in one of the shelters, I met with one young boy who
7: was getting ready to go back to school, but had lost everything. And we worked with him to find clothes and a backpack, school supplies, to be able to be ready
5: to go to school in his new facility.
1: Just a personal note for a minute, days that I'm not here sitting in this chair and I'm over reporting at the White House, the producer who helps me, the one who makes all that TV magic happen, is Tanya Nuri. Tanya is from Lahaina, and yesterday she traveled back to her childhood town, and Tanya joins us live from Lahaina right now. Tanya, uh, we talk like every day, multiple times a day. I hate to talk to you like this, um, but you are back in your, your childhood hometown. Uh, tell me what you saw.
2: Yes. Hi, Blake. So it's one thing to see the pictures and videos coming out of Lahaina following the wildfires. Another thing to be here and to see it in person and just see all of the devastation for myself. It truly feels like a bomb went off in the epicenter of Lahaina Town. I was there just a few hours ago with the town that I grew up in. And homes have been reduced to ashes. There are burnt cars on the side of the road. And there is still the smell of smoke lingering in the air. It's been completely surreal and a heavy morning here for me and overwhelming to say the least
1: these are the what you're looking at on the the left side of your screen is video that tanya took today texted it uh to me and got it on air i asked you a question today tanya that was that was tough which was um do you know anyone who passed and your answer to me was essentially everyone in lahaina knows at least someone who is missing
2: yes everyone i mean this is a town of thirteen thousand people you can't go to the supermarket without running into someone that you know. It's a very, very tight knit community, and so as you said at the top of the show, there's more than a thousand, thousand people still missing, and many people here. We all know someone that's missing, and I think that's going, going to be the case for many people here.
1: As you, I, I know you got back home yesterday, Tanya, and so you've probably been there. I don't know, twenty four hours, a little less than that. Um, have you sensed sort of a common theme? among the community there, talking to your literal neighbors who you grew up with, your friends who you grew up with, your <coughs> teachers, et cetera.
2: Yes. Yes. The common theme is that everyone wants to help. They feel almost let down by the government and they feel like they don't know who to turn to. So they are turning to themselves and to their, to our little tight knit community. And so The people who have lost their homes, everything that they've ever owned are the ones who are stepping up. They are volunteering at the shelters, organizing food drives, coordinating drop-offs through, you know, boat pickups or container shipments from the mainland. So Las Vegas is a big, um, contributing a lot. And so they're the ones that are just trying to help in any way that they can, even though they have nowhere to go back to.
1: Tanya Nuri. Uh, one of our star producers over here at News Nation, Lahaina native, headed uh, back home. Uh, thanks for talking to us. Call me if you need anything. Tanya, thanks. Uh Alex, you hear it there from folks like Tanya. We've been hearing this time and time again that they, they want help. They want help from the federal government. They want help from the administration.
5: Yeah, this will be a huge part of the president's legacy. Just the way he responds, the criticism he faces, and we've seen that throughout history. Trump throwing paper towels at a crowd in Puerto Rico, Obama on a bike ride in Martha's Vineyard during flooding in Louisiana, and the most famous, the way George W. Bush handled Hurricane Katrina. These are all bruising things on people's legacy, and I think this will be one if the president doesn't turn this around, show that he's 100% focused on this, it will definitely impact his legacy. All
1: right, and we should note if you would like to help with the recovery efforts there in Hawaii, there are many ways to do so. Here's a couple you can call the Red Cross Hotline that number on your screen there. We've also set up a link. All you have to do is head to uh, newsnationnow.com backslash help. Well, coming up, uh, he, of course, is facing 91 federal charges, but the GOP primary support is not an issue for Donald Trump. The former president, now indicted four times, still remains the GOP frontrunner. New polling out today. What does all of this say? What does Chris think about it? We'll ask him. Coming up. When it actually comes time to getting to the ballot box, it's less and at a very low number here. Less than Biden and at a low number.
4: Well, and Biden is a low number, 82%. If you're an incumbent president, that would be an alarmingly low number to have for that because you really want to be close to 90, right? Uh, And as a matter of fact, one of Donald Trump's great strengths in 2016 was he managed to, or the party managed to unite itself around him. And after a long time of, of can he do it, can he do it? By the time he got into the summer of 2016, the Republican Party was unified 90, 95 percent behind him. So Biden's number would be alarming if uh, if it wasn't for the fact that Trump is is doing so much worse. And this points to the conundrum that the Republican Party is in with Donald Trump and the populist uh, outrage that has choked the party for so long. There are two factions in the Republican Party that hate each other like God hates sin. Uh, You have (laughs) the MAGA people and you have the anti-MAGA people. And they feel very deeply and very strongly about this. The MAGA faction is a little bit larger. It's more than a third of the party. The anti-MAGA is about a quarter. Both of those are sufficient to make sure that the Republican nominee in 2024 loses to Joe Biden. Both are sufficiently large because if you don't have 85 percent or so, you're not going to get there.
1: Would you support Donald Trump in 2024? This is that same uh, poll. Um, And this is basically general election voters. Sixty three percent say they would not 36% 36% say they would, and that's the general election conundrum for Republicans.
4: And this is from the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago. This is a primo, primo stuff. Yep. Uh, and uh, th- this is, when you think about those polls, and we see a lot of polls that show Biden and Trump head-to-head, Biden and Trump match up, it's 45-45, 47-47. Mm-hmm. Think about this. If, if you're a Republican, you have, now, and I should preface this, Donald Trump most certainly could win, Another term in the White House. And Democrats are playing a pretty dangerous game if they think that he couldn't and that he wouldn't. But this tells you something. Trump's hard support is low, right? The hard support for Donald Trump. Joe Biden, you know what Joe Biden's like? Joe Biden's like delivery pizza, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Joe Biden's like delivery pizza. You say, hey, who's excited we're going to order a pizza from, and whoever a sponsor is, I apologize in advance. (laughs) We're going to get Domino's tonight. And you're like, I don't know, (laughs) Domino's, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. But when the pizza comes, you know what you're going to do? You're you going to eat, eat the it. pizza. Yeah. Domino's gonna, does have a great app. And, 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 and it is. I want to <laughs> tell you, Domino's, just in case, you are delicious. You are extraordinarily delicious. And I do enjoy it. But that's 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 what Biden is. Trump, on the other hand, yep. is like getting. DiGiorno? No. Trump, <laughs> Trump, is, Trump is a very specific Apple. kind of thing. It'd be like, mm-hmm. this is like Thai food or something very spicy and specific. If you love it, you love it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have broad So let's appeal. stick
1: with the food theme. Okay. Um I'm, Unfavorable view of Donald Trump. <laughs> I
4: like it. January of 2021, basically,
1: when he walked out of the White House. Unfavorable view. 61%. Fast forward a year later, 63%. Fast forward to today, mm-hmm. 62%. Is the cake
4: baked? Who is more likely to be in jail or have been in jail on election day of next year? Hunter Biden or Donald Trump? Hunter Biden is more likely to have suffered criminal consequences between now and the election. There is a chance for Democrats to move beyond that narrative to some degree and say, well, Hunter made a mistake. That's why that plea deal was so important to them. Donald Trump. He's not going, I, I suspect, and maybe we'll see something different in that document's case, but Donald Trump is probably going to have live, urgent scandal burning across the political landscape. And when you have two candidates who are not well-liked, as the two major parties are preparing to nominate again, the one who's in the news and dominating news coverage is the one who's going to lose, and Donald Trump doesn't know how to stay off television.
1: You know who we're going to talk to tomorrow on television? Who? Ronna McDaniel, the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, will be right here on the Hill tomorrow afternoon. We will ask her about next week's debate, what to expect from the candidates, and whether Donald Trump will attend an interview you won't want to miss uh, right here tomorrow on the Hill, 5 o'clock Eastern. Meantime, coming up today, right now on the Hill, a hot debate over sunscreen. Is it time to loosen up some regulations? why AOC is taking matter into her own hands. And guess who is coming to her defense? We'll talk about it coming up. That's Kemp's. I was
6: crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked... What do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent.
7: Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Gain Flings with 50% more freshness ingredients versus leading bargain detergent. Ashley Banfield
3: and Chris Cuomo on America's fastest growing cable news network. News Nation.
7: The viewer seems to have been lost in the shuffle of cable news lately. They don't want a team sport. They want the full picture.
3: The appetite is greater than it has ever been for perspective, for understanding, and for information that they cannot just trust, but use. See why more people are turning to News Nation. News for all America. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. Maybe he was born with his witty humor. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Or as a frontier newspaper reporter. There's nothing to be learned from the second kick of a mule. Maybe he got his insights from being a riverboat captain. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Wherever he went, Mark Twain found humor all around. Humor. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com.
1: Do you want to make a difference in your community? Volunteer with your local fire department. Operational and non-operational positions are available, and training is provided. Anyone can be a volunteer. You just need the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. When your community needs you, will you be there to answer the call? Learn more about volunteering at MakeMeAFirefighter.org. That's MakeMeAFirefighter.org.
2: Want to get out of just about anything and look like an Earth-saving hero? Just use the environment excuse. High school reunion? Sorry, can't. Planetary obligations? Unfortunate bridesmaid's dress? Unfortunately, you promised the climate you'd buy more vintage. Chauffeuring teens? The Earth really needs them to hoof it. The environment is always the best excuse. Find your out and opt in to cutting carbon. Just visit the environmentexcuse.org. brought to you by wild aid. I'm a wife
0: and the mother of two kids. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you as a police officer, we're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. So the police should be reaching out to this community and this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place.
4: Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn the five things you can do, go to ncpc.org/preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance.
3: You're listening to The Hill on News Nation. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com.
1: You can always come up with an excuse for not visiting longtermcare.gov. Oh, I forgot. Game night. After all, who wants to admit that one day they will be, you know, old?
0: Hey,
2: do you see any crow's feet on this face? I don't.
1: But since 70% of older Americans need some kind of long-term care, why not do some free planning now so you can stay in charge? Visit longtermcare.gov and find your own path
3: forward.
4: The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national
1: nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The
3: USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law
1: enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on United States Deputy Sheriff's Association, please visit
3: usdeputy.org
2: you struggle with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, you get used to not feeling 100%. I thought that was how it had to be. Until I discovered the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. They told me about new medications that weren't around back when I was diagnosed. They helped me find a specialist who gave me a new treatment plan. I'm feeling better than I ever thought I could. Don't settle for not feeling your best. Take action today to take care of yourself. Spill Your Guts. Learn more at SpillYourGuts.org. I'm a
1: pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker.
3: Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
1: All right, so it is summertime, as you know. Most Americans are enjoying some fun in the sun. But did you know that U.S. sunscreen regulations may be holding us back from getting the best sun protection? For example, here's uh, Congresswoman Alexandria uh, Alexandria (laughs) Ocasio-Cortez. Whatever. (laughs) It's a tough name. AOC. AOC. There you go. Uh, Listen to her. She talks about it.
7: FDA is different than the rest of the world in that we regulate sunscreen as a drug instead of a cosmetic. It's regulated as a drug, has far more stringent standards, far more testing, far more scientific and clinical trials that are required, which is good. We want to make sure that things are safe. However, sometimes that can add a lot of bureaucratic and costs that prevent us from getting any sunscreen Mm -hmm. filters.
1: All right. So when I saw this, t- two things came to my mind. One, how is the sunscreen that I'm putting on my kids not as good as the sunscreen that's overseas? But also, two, AOC like comes in as this like progressive fire brand. And the last two things that we've talked about her on the show, a deal with Republicans yeah. over psychedelics, yeah. and now Senator Mike Lee, Denise, who is the complete opposite side <laughs> of the political <laughs> spectrum, basically tells AOC, fellows. "Let's yeah. make a deal. Let's let's take this."
7: Listen, she's learning, right? <laughs> she's been in there long enough. She's learning how to play along. You know, 20 Americans die every single day from melanoma. And so it is a real issue. And I applaud her for doing it. I applaud anyone who has the courage to do it, just like I applauded her when she stood with Dan Crenshaw and fought for MDMA-assisted therapy for veterans who suffer from PTSD for which there is no cure. Once in a while, Congress gets it right. And I think we should be applauding it when it happens. But this is a serious issue that requires a serious solution. And I will say one other thing that I think most Republicans and Democrats do agree on, and that's that the FDA is far more of a bottleneck than a Hmm. conduit for innovation.
1: We were talking about this the the other day. It's the... Thought you might go in there. <laughs> Michael? Yeah, I mean, I think we've really got to pause for a minute and
6: think about how far Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez has come uh, in the last two cycles. This is someone who was going to be a rock star no matter what. But she's in a safe district, and she has repeatedly reached across the aisle and tried to work with Republicans in areas where she could find help. And I think that's something that she really has to thank Nancy Pelosi for. Pelosi's really what's been a her, mentor for
1: her. What's her move? Because there was talk about her maybe trying to go after Chuck Schumer, see, you know, they're, to try to become a senator, elevate her status. That hasn't happened. Like, what's he continued. I mean, I think things like this are a perfect examples of how we could see her move up to higher office.
5: And I think she's more likable in the Democratic Party when she's not going after people like Chuck Schumer or bashing Biden all the time. She knows her lane. She could have been the Marjorie Taylor Greene or the Lauren Bobart of the party. I don't she's seeing what be happened with Bobart. those folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think she's, she's taking a step back and saying, why don't I try to get things done that can actually get done and on a bipartisan level?
1: Do
4: you think this is her trajectory, Chris, or do you see it differently? Well, she was originally following sort of the Ted Cruz model, which is you get the other side to hate you so much <laughs> that you can raise your profile and you can raise a bunch of money for being detested by the other side. I think uh, Cortez is a very smart person and she is a gifted politician. And I think that she has a bright future because she's figured out, OK. I did the the hatred as a path to prominence. And now it's time to pivot into something else.
1: Mike Lee was on the list to be potentially one of Donald Trump's Supreme Court uh, justices. Yeah. And he responded to, to AOC this way. He said quote there's no left or right when it comes to uv light and basically gives an emoji to aoc saying let's you know let's get a deal let's get this Can going Can he be impeached for that pun <laughs> Is that is that a removable offense I don't know 11 out of 20 us sunscreens meet European standards
4: of protection. Have you you ever used the really good Australian and European sunscreen? have not. Tell me about it. It's thin. It goes right on. It covers you up. It's got great protection. It's amazing, as opposed to the gloopy... To be American. It's how stuff. I keep this caramel complexion. That's right. A lot of people don't know he's Norwegian.
6: That's
2: how he did
4: it. He did
1: it with the bronzing. All right, coming up, family drama for both President Biden and Donald Trump in two very different family circles. How the Bidens and the Trumps are handling the spotlight, and where's Melania Trump? We'll discuss it.
2: My clearer skin,
7: my way with Rizzy, Three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. In another study, most people had 90% clearer skin even at five years. And Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses.
5: Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them
7: may occur. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms. Had a vaccine or plan to. Thanks to clearer skin with Rizzy, this is my moment. There's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. Now's the time. Ask your doctor about Skyrizy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. Learn how AbbVie could help you save.
3: Special guest Bill O'Reilly on Cuomo. What's the matter with you? Are you delirious tonight? TV's liveliest, most honest debate. But that's just an opinion.
0: Doesn't matter.
3: Tonight at 8, 7 Central.
0: You have You have
4: proof of that? Only on News Nation.
2: The family's not with him on this. They're just not. Okay, there were reports that Jared and Ivanka are there supporting him and advising him. They want nothing to do with it.
3: Ask their friends. Uh, Melania Trump says she's supporting him. But
4: take a look. You're a great journalist. Doesn't seem like there's great support there. He built Trump organization with his family, the reality show with his family, the first campaign with his family. They don't
2: want to be a part of this.
4: All right, welcome back. That, of course, was the former
1: Trump White House communications director, uh, Director Anthony Scaramucci, last night on Cuomo, Melania Trump, and former president's Trump children, as he was talking about there, essentially nowhere to be found right now, at least publicly amid his legal battles. Around the table, this is a much different approach than the current president and Hunter Biden, uh, who is seemingly everywhere. You got two, two families sort of approaching this two different ways. Do you not, Denise?
7: Listen, uh, the media makes an incredible deal out of Ivanka showing up at her her father's golf tournament, right? And for some reason, they hold her to a different standard than they do president biden calling into his son's business meetings and you know I, I can't really figure out where the media is trying to come at this from but i'm not sure i know of any presidential family that's really excited about being in the spotlight and really in the crosshairs
6: well i can disagree with that one <laughs> to jared kushner and ivanka trump both of who kushner two billion dollars after leaving the white house from the saudi fund ivanka trump 50, 60 trademarks from China while her father is in office. Yep. I do think there's a double standard. It's called the Trump standard. And I think that's why Republicans are so frustrated when it comes to polling.
5: I do think it's notable that when Trump goes to these courthouses, Melania's not with him. We're not seeing Jared and Ivanka doing the media rounds, trying to fight back. And we're seeing Hunter Biden, like you mentioned, at a lot of these big events. He wasn't around at the first year of the Biden administration. He's everywhere. And suddenly now he's everywhere.
1: State dinner, going abroad with, the, with his father, Fourth of July out on the patio. Yep, I mean- we're
5: seeing him and his, his kid getting on Air Force One whenever they're traveling or oftentimes. So, I don't know what their their uh, strategy is, but it looks like get him out front and show that he, you know, is their close knit family.
4: I don't want to be cynical about it. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're just big golf fans, uh, but I think the Saudi component in the uh, in that golf event is probably more significant uh, than any other component. Um, the number of former Trump administration officials, the number of Republicans who have publicly trash Jared and Ivanka, who have said the worst things about their buck raking and the worst things about their having it both ways, right? Because remember, the little two-step with uh, the Kushners was, oh, uh, I, I deplore the thing that my dad said. And then when it was good for them, they would go stand right next to Papa Bear and be mm-hmm. over here when it was good for them. And I think that once upon a time they were to Trump's advantage because they were mainstream and they were sort of an outreach to the traditional Republican Party. I think they're a liability now. You think so? You think— First, oh, for sure. They, I don't know that they were ever that much of an asset in the first place. Uh, but certainly, as Trump has the, the rupture between Trump and traditional conservatives in the mainstream, uh, I don't think I don't think I'll they tell have you, any cred left.
1: When the when the Hunter Biden special counsel was announced, one of my very first reactions was, "This is a bad day for Jared Kushner." For sure, because you had a senior White House official walk out of the White House and six months later take a couple billion dollars in from the Saudis in investment. Even James Comer, when you got James Comer, right. the top Republican on the yeah. Oversight Committee, saying that Jared Kushner crossed the line of ethics, you, you know, maybe we don't know if he did anything wrong. Well, right? It but, stinks.
4: I mean, we yeah. don't know whether Hunter Biden broke any laws in, right. in trying to sell influence overseas. Here's the thing. I want to applaud Comer because what it will take to restore basic functional anti-corruption status in the United States of America is for people to call it out in their own party. Right. It's not sufficient so to just call it on the other side. you got to be able to call it out in your own party. So Comer deserves some, yeah. some plaudits for that. Why
1: I think it was a bad day for Jared Kushner, and maybe maybe Jared Kushner's never never driven a mile per hour over the speed limit in his life. I don't, <laughs> or I don't know. Or just never
4: driven. Uh, <laughs>
1: could say that. <laughs> um, Was if Democrats retake the House, you would have to think after Hunter Biden and that $2 billion deal, that, that they're going to go right after Jared Kushner, are they not?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that's going to be brought up. But I actually don't know if Democrats want to keep relitigating the Jared Kushner-Trump You don't think so? Oh, my I don't, goodness. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I don't think that's something that's really going to work if Democrats get the majority. Once we start looking back, that's how we always get in trouble. That's how Republicans got in trouble Trouble with Bill Clinton. And does, I think that's how we get in trouble. Does Hunter Biden need to go away? I think, as from the Democrats, like just Hunter remove Biden him from the White to House and all that have a conversation about what's best for the country.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: And I think, answer. I
7: think it's. I, <laughs> I didn't think hear it's an great. answer.
1: <laughs> That's what it was so good about.
7: <laughs> I think it's great when we shine a light on the truth. I, I, the Bible says, "Woe unto those who call evil good and good evil." Mm-hmm. I believe in a standard, a uniform standard of justice that should apply to everyone, regardless of their position, whether they're president's kid or somebody else.
1: All right. Well, we are less than ten minutes away. From Elizabeth Vargas reports, tonight, ARS Technica Senior Space Editor Eric Berger joins Elizabeth. They'll discuss how Elon Musk's Starlink satellites are dominating the skies. That's coming up about eight minutes from now, 6 o'clock Eastern, right here on News Nation. But before we go, a couple stories that caught our eye, including the Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe some bigger aspirations. What
7: might those be? That's coming up before we go. News Nation tonight, Leland talks with GOP presidential candidate Will Hurd, why he's snubbing the loyalty pledge, and what he needs to do to make the debate stage. Plus, Bill O'Reilly joins Cuomo tonight, only on News Nation.
6: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Heavy lifting. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right, before we say goodbye, here's some other headlines that caught our eye. Denise?
7: Well, you know, I saw this story about a Utah mom, poor thing. She had three triplets that were toddlers, And a five-year-old, and she ended up having to take them to jury duty. I mean, it's bad enough that you have to go to jury duty, but then to have to tote these kids along, and for two and a half hours, she sat there to avoid a $1,000 penalty, and she said, her words not mine, that her kids cried, screamed, and pooped. The uh, whole time. How she old are the kids? So how old are the kids? I don't know, like one and like five. I mean... And she had to bring all four of yes, them to jury duty? Which Yes, which prompts me to ask all of you if you have any kids that I can borrow the next time I'm called. That's what I do
2: jury <laughs> duty.
4: <laughs> I always want to get selected for jury duty <laughs> yeah. and I never make the cut because of what I do for a job or sometimes really? I don't... Yeah, I, I know always
1: that. get called and I think it's because they like reporters. Yeah. They like, like, you I, deal in
4: fact and all I that. I I that. I've, my job. whole life have wanted to be in a jury. Yeah. I've been in one in a case. Well, I'd say you're
6: lucky. our civic duty, that's that's a good thing. There yeah. Michael. All right, guys, apologize to all your wives and girlfriends. <laughs> Madden 2024 comes out this week. Profiles. Um, right? $600 million in sales last year. $4 billion all time. One of the highest... $4 so, billion, that's what it's been? Yeah. One of the highest video game sales of all time. So I got to apologize to the ladies in my life. I will be... Video
1: games My kids are hooked on MLB, the show. Wow, oh, there you go. That is yeah. great. Yeah, show 22 get, was really good. Well, we had to get 23 also. Wow. Uh, AG? Again, you're a
4: pretty big deal.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, to bring up Marjorie Taylor Greene again on this panel, she was asked whether she's decided she'll run for Senate. She said she hasn't made up her mind yet, but is maybe thinking of a position in a potential Trump cabinet or even <laughs> vice president. So she's been a staunch defender of the former president uh, in the House. And I think this could be a way for Would him the pres- to reward her. Would the
1: president do that? I mean, Would former president Donald Trump do that, you think?
5: Get a woman on the ticket with her. We know it's not going to be Mike Pence on the ticket with him, so <laughs> that's we'll have sure. to see.
4: Chris? Uh, I'm sorry to bring it down a little bit. That's but all right, brother. But, it, but it, is, it is worth looking at. Uh, there's a new poll out, uh, and it's from uh, the Kaiser Health, uh, Kaiser Family Health Foundation, which does great research. And in this poll, talk about that. Uh, two-thirds of Americans uh, have suffered with addiction. Mm -hmm. Themselves or in their families. Mm -hmm. The percentages, and we saw last week the numbers on the number of Americans who had taken their own lives, Uh, the the highest number that ever recorded. And I just want to say, to take this opportunity, everybody's going through it. It's a real thing that Americans are living through. And if somebody's suffering or you know somebody who's suffering, you are not alone. There are a lot of people out there with you, so get help.
1: This is one of the most bipartisan things in Washington that Mm -hmm. you see. Folks from all different sides of the aisle coming uh, together on to try to get people the help they need. Mine, uh, sriracha, a shortage. Headline: The sriracha shortage is a very bad sign. Another headline: When can you get sir- uh, sriracha again? They're selling it for like seventy bucks a pop Come in on. some cases. I swear, Worth that's it. what they say. <laughs> Worth <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 all
3: right,
1: thank you for watching here on the Hill on News Nation. We'll be back tomorrow. Elizabeth Vargas reports. Starts now.
7: 2,200 miles off the U.S. mainland, the nation's 50th state is still reeling from massive and deadly wildfires. President Biden and the first lady will visit Maui on Monday. But is the federal government doing enough? We'll talk to a top FEMA official on the ground and a Maui resident who lost almost everything. Then battleground Georgia. But will it be so in 2024 if Trump is